All right, buddy, we are live. Welcome in latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. Go by SEC Mike on Twitter. I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Omar's Vols on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tizzy Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, oh, man, we're snowed in. I hope uh, everyone's being safe out there and not freezing their ass off like. Uh, Hey, I, but I'll be honest with you, Shane. I got the heat up so high, I'm wearing shorts as we do this show. I bet you are too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awfully cold outside, <laughs> but on the inside, <laughs> it's football. Uh, unfortunately, my Steelers are getting their ass kicked right now, so I'm glad we were able to jump on here and uh, and and talk some bad bets, Mike. But other than that, it's it feels like feels like 93 out there, baby. <laughs> you know, I've heard everything from. From two inches of snow to possible eight inches, I don't know if you're if you're out there listening, driving. So you know, some people ain't got the luxury; they got to be on the road. So be careful out yeah. there. There's a lot of a lot of dangerous drivers, so uh, dangerous road conditions. So just be safe out there. Yeah, I don't know. How about how are you, Shane, on the roads in the snow? I mean, I don't I don't mess with it because I know no. I'm not I'm not going to pretend like I'm good at driving in it. No, I, you know I I get cocky. You know I get out there and then and then I'll hit like a little slick spot I did on the on the bridge coming back home today and I was like Ugh, you know I caught myself just doing the regular speed limit. I was like you know what if I hit a sharp curve at this you never know what's going to happen. So uh, yeah I, I I don't really mess with snow. Now my kids love it. You know, my daughter, she couldn't wait. It went back and forth here in East Tennessee. Uh, we were like on a fine line. It went from snow to rain to back to ice to snow. So it's just all over the place. But uh, I think we're going to have some good powder for her in the morning. So the kids, that's what it's about. Because <laughs> I remember being a kid. I don't know about you, Mike, 93. I don't even know where you were at. You may have been somewhere hot, Florida or California or wherever you were staying at the time. But, but man, it hit. And uh, when it came in, I still have memories. I mean, that's 40 years ago, 30 years ago. And I remember playing in the snow like it was yesterday. So, yeah, I, I love it more for the kids just because it's, I don't know, every first snow, we, I don't know about you, but every first snow, our whole neighborhood would get together and we'd play a game of football. So this is like the first snow. I wish we had the, the neighborhood boys to get back together and, and, and play one more game. I may blow a hammy like the punter did there at <laughs> Buffalo Bills, but it sure as shit would be fun trying. <laughs> hey, Mike Free says, I'm glad Cousin Shane finally showed up for one of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but, hey, this is going to be a great show, Shane, where it, uh, you know we kind of teased it. And I screwed up on, on, on my end, so apologies. We're supposed to do this Sunday night. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we're snowed in. It's Monday night. We are going to highlight, you know, we, we did this last year. It was fantastic, Shane, one of the best shows we did. And we're going to highlight the, the most wrong things Cousin <laughs> Shane and I got last season. So it's kind of a final cap on last year. There's, there was a lot of bad takes to pick from, Shane. It was hard to <laughs> narrow this down. But I think I got the worst ones. Uh, we've got some coaching news uh, at Alabama and Georgia and maybe even Kentucky, a little bit of transfer portal news. But um, uh, that that's 
pretty much all I got lined up for this episode. How's that sound, buddy? It sounds great, Mike. Yeah, when you first told me you're you're going to be doing my bad takes, I was like, well, that's going to be too short of a show, Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but then you said you were going to be involved, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, there's part two right there. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's get into uh, just the news real quick, Shane, yeah. that, um, that obviously, you know, we haven't even gotten you on, I don't believe, since um, – Kalen aboard, former Washington coach, led the Huskies to the national championship game. Unfortunately, they fell just short. But now he's Alabama's coach. We got a couple of clips we're going to play from from him in just a moment. But uh, what what was your thoughts on uh, the decaying dynasty hiring Kalen Kalen aboard there? I think it's a good hire, Mike. I think it's a really good hire. Statistically, you're looking at his numbers. You're saying, hey, there's not a better cat out there right now. Being able to take Washington, a team that's pretty much been irrelevant to a, to a college football playoff championship game. I mean, that says a lot about what he brings to the table. And uh, But more importantly, Mike, it's I'm watching what he's doing here in Alabama. You know, he, he's saying the right things. He's doing the right stuff. The players are starting to slowly buy in. Recruits are starting to come back around to Alabama. You know, it's, it, we always said this when Nick Saban left. It is going to be extremely – because it's going to be so tough to – follow those footsteps because that shadow is going to be so so I mean it's just going to tower whoever comes in there but it feels like he's kind of embracing it and he's instead of putting him against Saban he's saying hey listen this will always be Nick's baby uh in fact he'll I hope he sticks around and helps me out here kind of thing but I think that's the right approach here so I don't know wait way too early Mike but so far so good yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting, uh, Shane. I mean, next episode, I'm going to have Stephen Lassen on the line, and we're going to talk coach rankings now that uh, – because, you know, this will be the first one we've ever done without Nick Saban in the league. So yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious to see where he puts DeBoer. He, he's obviously a little bit more familiar with his track record than I am, but uh, can't wait to get into that. And if you missed it, on the last episode, we had Josh McQuiston from uh, Sooner Scoop to yeah. talk some Oklahoma football – uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off here, buddy. What were you going to say? Well, again, your internet's still shitty, so I can't wait for you to upgrade that thing. But I will say this, Mike, <laughs> uh, on the flip side of the coin, you know, if you're not a Bama lover, you're hoping this experiment fails. I mean, because forget what, forget all the nice things I just said for a second. We, we thought Dan Mullen in Florida was a home run. We thought Kevin Sumlin or Jimbo Fisher to, to Texas A&M was a home run. There's been a lot of look good on paper hires. So don't, don't get me wrong. The folks that aren't in the Alabama camp, they're hoping this, this falls right in their face, you know? So uh, I just, it it could go either way, but uh, it's kind of, it's kind of exciting watching Alabama with uh, all these question marks right now. Well, we got a, we got a 10 second delay here. All right, Uh-oh. I'm just. I think I lost Shane here. I'm just gonna keep or going because we lost Mike. Maybe my shitty. Yeah, idiot. there he is. This is there. Okay. This is why we're not sponsored by Charter because they <laughs> suck. You know, take that Spectrum. Yeah. No, I try. I think I. Try, I think I fixed it, Shane. I think okay. that's why we lost. All right. It. Believe it or not, by fixing it, I I lost you there for a second. But yeah, I I know what you're saying, and you know, look at it this way, Shane. I I've said nothing basically but nice things about Kalen DeBoard, and and I think it's a great hire. In 2019, he was Indiana's offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. In 2024, he's Alabama's head coach. I mean, that is just a, a meteoric rise. 
And that that doesn't mean he's bad by any means, but maybe a little it may have come a little too quick to to replace the greatest college coach of all time. That's all I'm saying. But uh, and, and he's already off to uh, that, not a rocky start at all, Shane. But T. Rob, mm-hmm. a lot going on here. Defensive backs coach there at Alabama announced as the co-defensive coordinator now at Georgia, mm-hmm. and Will Muschamp's going to be stepping into an analyst role just to fill this. Uh, coaching spot for T. Rob. This kind of came out of the blue. No one saw it coming. People thought uh, T. Rob would be an ideal candidate to be Alabama's defensive coordinator. And then this kind of went back and forth all weekend. They were trying to get him to stay, but he is committed to joining Kirby Smarts. You're already seeing the dogs, Shane. They're already claiming this as their first victory over the board era Alabama. It's it, all the momentum's in the Bulldogs' favor. But uh, it, it's great to see that, uh, I mean, the, the guy hadn't even coached a damn game yet, and, and they're already going back and forth. But w- without cheating, Shane, I hope I hope you haven't seen this yet. I know we've looked at at the 24 schedules already, but do you have any idea who Kalen DeBoard, his first SEC game is? Uh, I think it's Georgia, isn't it? It is Georgia, so it ain't going to be easy for coming from Washington. You know, he, you can do great things at Washington. You play Georgia in your first SEC game at home. Yeah. You lose to Kirby Smart in Tuscaloosa. I'm not saying you're going to lose the fan base, but you're, you're going to – that's an opportunity for him to basically win over any doubters that he's got. So there, there's going to be far more pressure on Caleb Board in his first SEC game than there is Kirby Smart, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of pressure on DeBoer, too, you know. that That's going to be a highlight game because it could go either way. I can already see the headlines coming from those. So, uh, yeah, excited. I don't know. See, that that's what I'm saying. I, I think all the pressure's on him at home Yeah, to sh- to, to prove that he is the, the right coach for that. And we know Georgia's probably going to be undefeated. They're going to be number one in the country. Mm-hmm. And then here we got, uh, you know, Alabama, who, who has owned Georgia. Yeah. If they, especially if they lose big, I mean, it's going to be trouble for the board. Yeah, DeBoer. the old quick rise to the board. Mike, Mike will dub this premature destiny or do- dynasty, right? Premature <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> oh man, I, I I just love it because we're already seeing the poaching. We, you know, it's been a very, it's going to be very active thirty days with Alabama because they still have an opportunity to come off that campus. So uh, every every outlet you listen to, they've got an Alabama a player in the mix you know what i'm saying so they are still right. hunting down there in tuscaloosa yeah and to that point shane they've lost uh their, their best receiver at least returning receiver isaiah bond he is off to texas got him a new lamborghini i don't know if you saw that <laughs> shape how convenient he's uh, already driving a, a, a more power to him but he's got a lamborghini already in texas uh, 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 um, now he Nib- he caught the ca- huh? he caught the fourth and uh, thirty, wasn't he, or thirty, whatever. Yeah, grave digger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he he's a hell of a player. I mean, that's just another weapon for Texas and company. Amari Nyblack, tight end. They're starting tight end. Mm-hmm. He's in the portal now. Uh, they have lost uh, a cornerback, Des Ricks. Yeah, linebacker Sean Murphy to Florida State. Receiver Shaz Preston to Tulane. Defensive lineman Isaiah Hastings to Syracuse. So. Players are hitting the portal. It's not a mass exodus, and I, I still don't anticipate there will be. Right. But losing a couple guys, not not great, right out the right out the dock here. Uh, but Shane, we've got some comments from old board. Oh, and, and I should say it's not all bad, Shane. It's uh, offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb is coming with him. Yeah, and and I thought that was paramount to this, his 
early success because we, we just saw what he did at Washington, turn them from a doormat to, to literally a national championship contender yeah. here. Uh, and, and the only reason he wouldn't have brought Ryan Grubb, who Nick Saban tried to hire as an offensive coordinator just a year ago, was because Grubb was in consideration for the Washington head coaching job. He didn't get it. And that's great news also for Missouri, Shane, because I'm told if Grubb was not the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. under uh, Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, he was going to pick up the phone and, and dial Kirby Moore, Missouri offensive coordinator, to come to Alabama. Now, I don't know. I'm not sitting here – saying that he would have taken it but you know i i think there's a good odds that uh he would have left missouri to be alabama's offensive coordinator so that, that that's good news for missouri as well and anthony's asking milro to the transfer portal there there was fake accounts saying that that's not accurate so Jalen milro's staying yeah uh let me ask you real quick about that shane because i'm, I'm already seeing it people people are out on Jalen milro he's awful he can't play because he looked he did. He looked rough in that Michigan game. That's that's fair. Yeah. But I mean, hell, he went undefeated in the SEC. He got better week in, week out through the Gravedigger play we just referenced. I mean, he he was kind of a hero of that game. Um, thoughts on, on Jalen Milrow in this in this offense because he's very different than Michael Penix. Yeah. But a good coach is going to sit here and say, "All right, what does Jalen Milrow do? Let's highlight the strengths of that." I mean, I just think it's laughable that, pe- that people are sitting here th- saying, well, he's not Michael Penix. He doesn't have the same skill set. He- he's not going to be very successful. I'm-, I'm not buying into that, are you? No, because he made Penix successful, or at least put him in the spot to be successful. So, you know, that's one of the arguments we had with uh, Tommy Reese at the start of the season, you know, is that he's he's got all these quarterbacks. We- it's almost like we couldn't figure out who is the quarterback. And then by the time Jalen came around, it took him multiple weeks to kind of formulate an offense that he could run. And, you know, did he get exposed late in the season? Absolutely. But – you know, I, I I don't know. It's way too early to say Jalen's the guy, Jalen's not the guy. You've got a new coach, and he's got a lot riding on this job. But the good thing is he's coming in with a clean slate. So they're going to go top to bottom on these guys and, and, and see what belongs and what doesn't belong. So maybe a new perspective is not a bad idea. Right. And I'm also seeing in the comments, Shane, so Will Rogers, of course, former Mississippi State quarterback, he transferred to Washington to play for DeBoer. Now he's back in the portal that, that DeBoer's <laughs> headed to Alabama. People want to know, is Will Rogers headed yeah. to Alabama? And I, I would firmly say no to that. Yeah. I think he was going to Washington because they had no clear answer behind Michael Penix in Alabama. I think Jayla Milrow would play over Will Rogers. And not only that, but Alabama, very inexperienced quarterback room, yeah. but a very talented quarterback room with Ty Simpson, uh, Dylan Logram, the true freshman, they just signed another five-star, Julian Sand. I don't think Alabama's hurting for quarterback talent. I, I really don't. So I, I don't think he's going to, to go to uh, Alabama. They're really not. And, and a couple of social media accounts are kind of making this sound like a marriage already, you know, uh, just trying to keep that united front. It's like parents, you know. You can't, you can't, you can't have one parent that's for and one against, you know. you got to have that united front. You all got to be on the same page. And for the time being – Jalen is the parent of that offense. So it, it, that may change later, but during these 30 days, you better believe it, it's it's not going to be a rocky situation. Now, after the 30 days, you know, shit could get real. But let me ask you, Mike, just uh, – and, and I'm not – I mean, we've, we've got some terrible hot takes coming up here in a second, but 
<laughs> if you're sitting here, it's you know it's January fifteenth, Mike. Do you think that Jalen takes that first snap there at Alabama right now? Or let me let me phrase it this way: on a scale of one to ten, ten being like absolutely, one being like hell no. Where would you have this situation, Jalen being the quarterback to take the first snap? Nine, nine, pretty confident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would be very surprised if it's not. Now, like you said, new system. I mean, I, I th- it would be a horrible mistake if Kalen Aboard went in there and said, you know, nobody's got to earn anything. You're the starter, so you remain the starter. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to go out that way. We'll we'll see how that relationship develops. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would be pretty stunned if it's not Jalen Milrow. Okay. All right. So let's get into it, Shay Kalen Aboard on replacing the greatest college coach of all time. And it sounds like Nick Saban, he's still going to have an office there. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this works out down there in Tuscaloosa. Both throughout the years, there's been talk. Who's going to replace Nick Saban? Why do you feel you're the guy? And how do you, I don't even know if the word replace is a word that you could use, but how do you fill those shoes after Nick Saban? Yeah, you just said two things that I think are impossible, right? Uh, Filling his shoes. Um, I mean, it's, it is impossible, um, and I say that humbly. Uh, and, um, you know, but I, I'm going to say this. Uh, you know, I, I believe in what, what I can do uh, as far as um, continue to take places that uh, are in a good spot and building on what is already here. Um, I, uh, I think there's, there's a piece where you have to have a confidence in yourself um, because it will be, there will be things that are second-guessed when there's so much continuity that's happened for so many years at such a high level, um, you know, it's awesome, right? But who doesn't want to be a part of, if you're truly a competitor, part of that ultimate, that ultimate top-end goal of, uh, you know, being the, at the top, being the best. And so, you know, I don't expect to fill Coach Saban's shoes exactly how, how he, you know, did it. Um, but I know that there's an expectation, and I know it can help our program together uh, reach the same goals that uh, have been set forth with championships, doing it in, uh, in a way that's uh, done with class, done with integrity, um, as we build better men. Man, I can't wait. That first loss, Shane. Nick Saban's going to be coming, kicking down doors. What oh the hell are God. you doing to my program here? That, that hair is hanging on for dear life, ain't it? <laughs> huh? Come on, man. One bald guy to another. You just like got to let it go. Take a picture now and see what it looks like two years after being a Bama coach, man. He ain't going to have nothing up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I mean, this what a, what an impossible. I mean, you know, this is going to be. Uh, I mean, there were some people, Shane, that said Nick Saban shouldn't have been there. I mean, he was there. He was yeah. in the front row. Some people saying he shouldn't have been there. He's taking spotlight off his coach. I mean, I can already see it, Shane. I mean, this is this is going to be a somewhat of a distraction, and they're going to be judging him against this. And uh, and again, I I don't feel bad for the guy. He's going to be making insane money. Yeah, they'll have a giant buyout if it doesn't work out. And but. Man, if they if they start winning ten games a year, I mean, this they're gonna run this guy out, don't you think? How 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 involved do you want Coach Saban? I mean, I I get it as an Alabama fan. 
I would love to have him there, you know, especially helping out on that defense. Helping out in this transition, I think, is pivotal, especially because you got to remember Saban's got – hell, he's recruiting sophomores right now, freshmen in high school. So he's got these relationships. There's real benefit because DeBoer may not – I mean, clearly have those kind of relationships with some of those head coaches down there, especially in the South. So, I mean, part of me says, yeah, this is good, but then part of me is like, you know, having him over your shoulder, you know, as we, as we saw a similar thing down in Florida with Spurrier coming back. It was like, you know, what do you think, coach? Everybody wants to know what's with Spurrier, you know, and every time something bad happens, it's like, damn, we should just let Steve start coaching again, you know? <laughs> and every day Florida coach down there say they get, they, once they, the offense struggles, they say, why in the hell wouldn't you go down the hall and pick the brain of the head ball coach? You know, it's like, yeah, because he's golfing seven days a week and he don't give a day. He's not drawing nothing up. You know what I mean? Like what, what are we doing here? So yeah, I, I, I'm just curious to see how Alabama fans would react. Even if they do, let's, let's say they, you know, there, there's virtually no drop off, but it's, but it's offense. It, you know, they're winning with offense yeah. and their defense is not elite. I'm I'm just kind of curious if they if they lose that that little edge that they've had more often than not under Nick Saban. I'm I'm just kind of curious to see how Alabama fans would react to that. I think you know exactly how they're going to react to that, Mike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to be finding Nick Saban jogging somewhere and say, "See, look, he's still in shape. Get his ass out there." You know? <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But hey, I wish him well. You know, he's he's going to yeah. have all the tools to be successful. Right? Kind of kid, but it's just it's a tough. Tough uh, task to to take on, but I think he can handle it. And here's one more from DeBoer on his immediate goals, taking over at Alabama. So much to do, Shane. Portal, putting a staff together, uh, making relationships not only in high school but in NIL, uh, fans. I mean, he's he's new to the South. I mean, so much on this man's plate. Let's kick it over to him. I always am a believer that you build around your coordinators. I sat as an assistant coach in a meeting room too many hours to not truly understand that a coordinator needs to have his people as best as possible. There's some people I'm going to bring up, but I want that staff stamp of approval from the coordinator that this is a group that they can thrive working with. And um, so we'll be doing that quickly because our guys want to know, you know, and every every hour that goes by is is somewhat agonizing to them and so we'll work on that um, getting a staff in place i'm not saying we'll have every position in place but uh, we'll have a pretty good start on it and i will continue to meet with the players and build the relationships there's a lot of recruiting that goes on um, but first and foremost the recruiting needs to happen within this team and getting them to to buy in and um, you know in the world today and how easy it is to jump from one place to another, you know, this is, I mean, I'll just be frank with you, this is a time when people try to take advantage of that. And um, I mean, that's the competitive world we live in. And um, I understand that. And so recruiting our own roster is first and foremost. And then um, the recruitment of, you know, those that, uh, you know, have the interest, maybe are committed, um, maybe haven't signed, um, kind of just touching base with all of them and making sure, you know, I understand, understand and have a good, good understanding of what uh, what that is all out there. Um, I understand spring balls down the road and organization I think is one of my greatest strengths and we'll have a day-to-day organization that's 12 months out uh, in every area to support our guys. So I like what he had to say there, Shane. I mean, you, you got to let your coaches coach. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I, 
I think he's he's his ultimate success or failure is going to be determined because I think he's a great offensive coach and he's bringing his offensive coordinator. I, I think Alabama's offense is going to be fine, but who they hire to be defensive coordinator remains to be seen. There is some, uh, I don't know how legitimate it is, Shane, but uh, someone that he worked with previously and is doing a good job at South Alabama as the head coach, yeah. Kane Wolmack. That, that's kind of the rumor right now. And that's kind of, uh, you know, Alabama's got the power to, hire away a, a G5 head coach to be their defensive coordinator. His father was defensive coordinator under Hugh Freeze uh, at Ole Miss. So he, he's got a lot of ties to the SEC. That that certainly would be an interesting one. Uh, Bo wants DJ Durkin. The fact that A&M's trying to push DJ Durkin to, to Alabama <laughs> should give you an indication of that's probably not the right hire. You know what? No, yeah, but but again, that's that's what you want, and especially in the SEC, we we see so many coaches fail because they lean a little too hard on, let's say, their side of the ball. You know, we right. uh, Venable, I think he's a prime candidate last year, leaned a little too hard on that defense. Now he wants to loosen up the reins so he can focus on the overall company, if you will, of uh, of Oklahoma. So that's what you got to have, but that's easier said than done. There's a lot of coaches that wish that, you know. It, when it does succeed, though, I think your 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 team takes monumental steps forward. Missouri is a prime example of that. Here's here's Coach Drink, you know, a little too involved on the offensive offensive side of the ball. Finally, was able to take a step back and then lo look at the success that was brought around him because he had two coaches that he could just let cook, you know. So yeah, right. this this is a. This is a crunch time. I mean, it, you talk about an echo chamber. They are in it right now, uh, and, and the wrong hire could could really set back a new coach there in Alabama. Yeah, and, and speaking of uh, uh, coordinator news that – well, it's not officially news yet, Shane, but certainly a situation to monitor there, and that's Kentucky's Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator. He has been rumored to be uh, interviewed – and possibly the next Chicago Bears offensive coordinator. Of course, Cohen has worked under uh, the Rams coach there for, for quite a while. He was the, their offensive coordinator last season uh, and jumped back to Kentucky and now may jump back to the NFL. That would be a huge blow, I would think, to Kentucky and Brock Vandegrift and company. You know, we're not that far removed from spring football, right around the corner, Shane. And Mark Stoops for – for all the good things you can say about him, the the bad, I think he, he's had a lot of issues mm -hmm. hiring offensive staff, particularly coordinators. But he he knocked it out of the park with Liam Cohen, and you know we, we could total unknown who who we'd get if he left. So that that is certainly a situation to monitor. Again, not, nothing official, but that'll probably be determined within the next uh, 24, 48 hours. That's yeah, man. I. I I'd be I'd be pretty down on Kentucky this year if they lose Liam Cohen. Yeah, and if he's listening, just don't do it. You know, I mean, <laughs> you talk about cursed. There's something going on in Chicago there. They have gone through the coaches <laughs> yeah. and quarterbacks. I think I'm going to hold out for another job in the NFL. <laughs> Passionate fan base, shitty offense. <laughs> yeah. And then one more thing, Shane. I just thought this was great before we get to our uh, awful takes of 2023. Uh, nothing says transfer portal era quite like this, Shane. Florida State defensive lineman Gilbert Edmond. Mm -hmm. He's committed to South Carolina. Why that's noteworthy, Shane? Uh, this time last year, he committed 
He, he got in the portal. He wasn't South Carolina, went to Florida State. Now he's back at South Carolina. Welcome to the transfer portal era. When, you're, when you desperately need help, just go get someone that used to be a starter on your team that transferred to the ACC, and now he's back. So I, I think that is – I kind of kid, but that's a good pickup for South Carolina. They need help on the defensive side of the ball. But it's just wild to see guys go back and forth and, and back and forth. You know what? That's, it's kind of smart. Let them go down there and eat their food and then, you know <laughs> – Come back when he's in better shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a taste of the ACC. Come running back yeah. to the SEC. You know what? <laughs> Absolutely. The grass is not always greener, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. So are you ready to highlight? And, and like I said, there were so many. So, yeah. you know, hit us up in the comments if, you know, there's there's a particular bad take you want us to kind of relive. But I've, I've went back and got video clips from some of our worst takes oh, of 2023 i'm going to start with you shane yeah this is i'm going to give you a one-star bad take here when you pick georgia to beat alabama in the sec championship not only picking them but but how dis- demonstrative you were in this one let's kick it over to shane get over to shane I'm going to be the playmakers and i just talked about five minutes on how great Jalen is but i could say the same about brock bowers Mm-hmm. I could say the same about Lovett. I could say the same about McConkey. I could say the same about Carson Beck. I can say the same about the team that's about to win 30 games in a row because Kirby ain't scared old Papa. You know, we all get to that one point when you can whoop your dad's ass. Well, we're at that point right now. Give me Georgia big. This ain't even a ball game, Mike. Georgia 35 Alabama 20, get the hell out of here. Oh, get the hell out of here with that take, Shane, because Alabama beat Georgia once again. Oh, damn you, Bulldogs. <laughs> this is your fault. You should have won a national championship. <laughs> I was right. They, they're the ones that messed up. So, uh, got between them ears. Boy, that was a bad one. If, that's, if, that, if it gets worse than that, Mike. I have no idea what you – well, I can. <laughs> I know one of you probably picked. Tor, Torrance said, hey, you, you can, they can tell you've already lost some weight. You're looking good. Hey, thanks, yeah. I, <laughs> let's, don't, let's don't quite have the parade yet because I was afraid Big Orange Walks would be one of my bad takes. You know? <laughs> oh, we may get oh, there. Oh, no, I've been, I've been doing good. Thank you for the kind words. Now, here's one, Shane, that uh, we had well, – I had late in the summer – and uh, we had quite a few beers when we recorded this. I'm not going to blame the beer, though, because I had my list ready before we popped open our first one. But uh, this was my awful take. I had Spencer Rattler, number nine quarterback in the SEC. I, th- I think he his team didn't do that good, but it wasn't his fault. He, he was carrying them week in, week out. And if he had a quality offensive line this year, South Carolina would have done a hell of a lot better. Let's kick it over to my dumbass saying Spencer Rattler, number nine quarterback in the SEC. Look at your face as I say this. Number nine quarterback in the SEC, Spencer Rattler. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this, Shane. Yards per attempt have declined two years in a row. Yeah. Touchdown to interception ratio declined two years in a row. First season under offensive coordinator Dal Loggins, who there's literally an article. I don't know. I don't watch NFLs like I used to. They called him the worst coordinator and I think in history or something like something crazy like that the O-line's questionable they got two scholarship running backs mm-hmm. they do have Juice Wells I think he's the best receiver in the in the SEC 
if he can just throw it to Juice Wills, well, maybe they'll be great. Oh. But, but at least I got the offensive line part right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that is the one one of the bad takes that just kept coming up over and over throughout the year because anybody that watched the South Carolina game knew they had something with Rattler. They just couldn't do something with the pieces that were around him. Injuries, like you said, the offensive line. Oh, my God, the offensive line. Uh, let me let me ask you this real quick on this note because I've, I've thought uh-huh. about this. Now that, now that you know, if Spencer Rattler was the quarterback for Alabama, would they have won the national championship? Hmm. I th- I think there's a strong possibility, Shane, because uh, I yeah I mean I mean Spencer Rattler was so good at uh, through much of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean I I think so. Even even if you go back to you know even the first game where you could kind of tell South Carolina was in trouble. They lost to North Carolina. We didn't see that coming, but. Yeah. We sure as hell didn't see what was it nine sacks, right? Uh, I, I mean, I mean, it was he was just running for his damn life, and and we saw even you know when they when they essentially had a full complement of their players, I believe they had a lead over Georgia at halftime. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, I I think that's fair to say. Last question, since I've been thinking about him for a little bit, if you were to redo this list, and you don't have to say who's above or below, but where would it be uh, as far as Top quarterbacks in the SEC this year, Spencer. Yeah, uh, I mean probably, and I've said this before, and people, I guess they just don't they don't understand what I'm trying to say. But I, I would probably put him, maybe number three. Yeah, that's I, I, maybe even number two, and and it's not. I think they just look at his that people just look at yards and they're like, how in the hell can yeah. you put him over Brady Cook and all? That's like, I'm not saying he's necessarily a better player, but he didn't have Luther Burden. Yeah, you know. He didn't have that offensive line. He didn't have Theo Weiss. He sure as hell didn't have Cody Schrader. Yeah. Uh, he just he just had no help. So, yeah. I I, I mean, I, he's a, he was a top three quarterback this year in the SEC in my mind. All right. South Carolina still yeah. don't forgive you, but but I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if anybody's willing to forgive you for this one, Shane. I don't think this was too too bad, but. Uh, there, there was almost two bad takes in this one. So let's kick it over to Shane's second bad take of the year. Here, thought of Rocket Sanders at first, and then I thought of Judkins. And mm-hmm. the reason that I went with Judkins is because it's his baby now. You know what I'm saying? He, he's <laughs> yeah. got. If you look at what Henry did when he went, now he he's probably like a one off. I mean they force-fed this kid, just yeah. like they do in the NFL. But mm-hmm. I think he had like 2,300 yards rushing or something crazy like that, <laughs> over 20, 28 touchdowns, just ridiculous stat line. Mark yep. Ingram collectively through receiving had over 2,000 yards. But you know Judkins? Judkins had 1,700 yards last year combined. To take it one step further, Mike. All right. I like <laughs> How bold are we getting further. here? Mike, this is bold. They got to have a signature win. Yeah. All right. I, I think it, when you're looking at a team, because unfortunately, I don't see Ole Miss winning an SEC championship. I, I don't see them winning a natty. Their schedule is tough as hell, and, mm-hmm. and it, is, it is a juggernaut of a schedule. Now, could it happen? Obviously, but that's just a little too bold for me. 
I'm looking for a signature victory. And when I'm looking at this schedule, you know where they're going to find it? I think I've already discovered it, Shane, at Georgia. Athens, baby. Now, this is why. This is why. Pull over, Georgia fans. Don't wreck. This is a bold take here. But when I'm looking at the schedule for a signature win with Ole Miss, you got to remember at this point, by the time they play, Ole Miss has played Alabama. Ole Miss has played LSU. Ole Miss has played Texas A&M. They've been to the big games and big stages with top 15 teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Georgia's just another rung in the ladder. There's a reason we don't want him in Oxford, Mike, because he couldn't finish his job. Mike, it was teed up nicely, and he could blame the offensive line all he wants, but that was on him, not me. Actual score of the upset special, 52 to 17. Oh, my gosh. That's that pretty close. That's pretty See, close. See, that was dumb, Shane. That's without the glasses. I've gotten smarter since then, so – Clearly, clearly. <laughs> Professor yeah, Shane, it, it, there's no way he was going to win the Heisman <laughs> or beat Georgia. <laughs> now, that may have been pretty bad, Shane, but I got a worse one here. When I picked Alabama to go third in the SEC West on national television, let's kick it over to it. So, the questions, I, I don't have any more questions. I'm out. How many times have you, what's been the most frequently asked question you've had all week? Most asked question, probably why do I have Alabama third in the West on my official ballot? No, no don't <laughs> tell me that. It's like I said, Paul, it's the decaying dynasty. <laughs> He's got the worst coaching staff he's ever assembled. Oh. And that's not me saying it. That's our, our buddy Dave Bartu, Matrix Analytical, charts all these, uh, helps coaching searches. Worst coaching staff. He doesn't have a single assistant, Paul, or coordinator ranked as the top two in his position in the entire SEC. Nick Saban's lost his fastball. Mm. That's why. Well, yeah. that's why he retired. That's yeah. why he got out. So he didn't have to hear this anymore. <laughs> but yeah, and, and, I was a little bit off on that one. Yeah, a little bit. But you know, you forget. I forget the break. I mean, it, Alabama exploded. Media. I, I mean, they, they may be logging off right now just because they remembered that stupid take of yours. But absolutely, third in the West. Who did you have first and second? LSU and who? Ole Miss? Uh, LSU and A&M. A&M. <laughs> oh, speaking of bad takes, Mike, there's your twofer. No, I, I, I – do you wish you – how far off do you think you really were, though, at the start of the season? You had to feel pretty confident – you know, losing to Texas, that South Florida accident. I mean, I was right there with you. I was like, hell, maybe the rails are – maybe they are coming off the rails here. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you this, Shane. Uh, early in the season, I was getting a lot of uh, feedback. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think he'll mind me sharing this, but I was getting a lot of feedback from Paul Feinbaum. And it was like, my God, I think you were right. Like, that was genius. And then as they started to win – then I'd never heard from him again. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I mean, he was like, yeah, this guy's a, yeah. the dope I thought he was. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I after after the Texas game, yeah, after the South Florida game, I was like, my God, not even I thought they could be this bad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, third in the West, you're still top ten in the country. This is the toughest division in, uh, in all of college football. So, yeah, I, I mean – Credit to them for turning it around. But I, I did think Tommy Reese was a joke. And 
I guess he did all right, but at, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I still think I was an awful, yeah. awful take you know, or awful hire. You know who's a joke? You, Mike. Mm. You. You bam a hater. <laughs> Bart, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about Shane? Oh, this, this, is probably, this is probably my favorite one of, uh, of all of these. When Cousin Shane guaranteed them Tennessee Vols to walk into the swamp and come out with that W. And that being said, it's all going to boil down to Joe Milton. Can he do it? Can he spread the field? Can he be accurate? Can he hit him in the damn chest, Mike? That's what it's <laughs> going to come down to. And, Mike, there's no doubt in my mind that the balls are going to struggle against the Florida Gators. They're going to go down there and they're going to kick some ass. Give me Tennessee 38, Florida 24. Ooh. In fact, I'm so confident in this game, Mike. I'm going to tell, where's the Florida Gators? Where you at right here? All right. <laughs> Listen, you know our asses ain't one down there in 20 years. So you're just laughing at this video right now. And I'm so confident the Vols are going to win that if they don't, Mike, for every point that Florida beats Tennessee, <laughs> I'm going to walk a mile consistently. Mm -hmm. So if the Florida Gators come out here and beat Tennessee by 10, Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk 10 miles in a row. <laughs> if I got to get up at five in the morning to do it, I'll pick one day next week. I'll live stream every mile. So you can see, I'll put my little Apple watch out. So you can see the actual steps that I'm taking. I, I swear I can, I I'm that confident that I'm not going to have to, mm -hmm. but if they do, I'm a man of my word. I will go out there and I will walk a mile for every point they beat us by. Oh my God. <laughs> Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. You know, my heart sunk a little bit just watching that because I was sitting there watching that game and there was there was a moment. I can't remember if we were down 17. I mean, it almost got too crazy. Like, I I'm not gonna walk to Knoxville, you know what I'm saying? But it got pretty damn close. So I was gonna have to go a couple counties over to finish this stepping, but Man, when they brought in 13, I thought, oh, I could do 13. I could do 13. I'll just get out there. I'll, I'll put my, my head down, and I'll just go. But that, by far, not even close, not even remotely close to the worst bet I've ever had in my entire life, that right there took the cake, man. I will never bet on the Tennessee-Florida game again <laughs> because that one crushed my soul. That one did. That one stuck with – I still have nightmares about it. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, there was a point in time, Shane, where I think Tennessee was, you know, it it made sense logically. You don't you don't you don't be kicking field goals, but I know you were hoping and praying there at the end of the game. Just kick the meaningless field goal. Save me a anything, miles. anything, just <laughs> any point whatsoever. I was right there. Just take a knee, Florida. You know, I was I was done and. Um, and I went out there, I got it done, and uh, I will, like I said, I knew. I was about six miles in when I said, I'll never bet on these damn balls, Florida Gators again, especially in the swamp. You know, that that one really, right. that, one, that one hurt. I mean, that is the one team. I mean, I know Alabama and Georgia have had their way with Tennessee, but it's it's that Florida one where you talk yourself into it that, that the Tennessee can win. Yeah. You know, it, it, it kind of hurts more when you think your team's going to win than if you just go into one saying, well, we're going to need a miracle to yeah. beat Georgia. We're going to need a miracle to beat Alabama. So let's just do it now, Shane. January 15th. I mean, Florida looks to be in shambles. Shane, Tennessee's got Nico. Yeah. 
Can, are you, how confident are you in a Tennessee win in 2024? Oh, yeah. Vols by 30. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> huh? I ain't worried about that. I'm probably going to lose that bet too, but you know, that's the problem, Mike. I, you, you know, you you always feel like you can beat the Florida Gators. How many years, Mike? I mean, I've been on this earth for 41 years. I would say 41 of them I thought we should win, but we keep finding ways to lose them. So, yeah, I'm very confident. The problem is I know I'm wrong deep down inside, and there's that little devil on my shoulder with that battered ball syndrome saying, hey, don't forget those 13 miles, you fat ass, you know? <laughs> All right, now we get to it, Shade. The worst take of the year, LSU picked to win not only the SEC West, that would have been bad enough, Shane, but picked LSU to win the national championship. They lost in a damn first game of the season. Let's get taken over with my dumbass one final time. This one may be a little too hot for you to handle, but I've done it before, Shane. I've been on this show, and I've accurately predicted a national championship in May, and I'm about to do it again, Shane. Them LSU Tigers are <laughs> winning the national championship oh, this geez. season under Brian Kelly, year two. Oof. I should have said women's basketball, and I would have nailed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> Wrong sport, yeah. Oh, my gosh, Mike. Jackson says, hey, we got a ReliaQuest Bowl championship close enough. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Heisman winner. You know, I mean, if I would have told you after that bet that, hey, you're going to have a Heisman quarterback down there in LSU, you would have thought, yeah, we're going to do it. LSU's got this in the bag. But, man, <laughs> talk about tell it to you – know, what's that uh, – you know Marvel characters. I think it was – or DC, the guy with two faces, the flips a coin – um, I don't oh, yeah, Two-Face. Two-Face. Okay, well, that that's the mascot for LSU this year. It was offense and defense, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, yeah, there, there were so many bad takes, but those were the worst ones that uh, we could come up with. But, uh, yeah, any – you know, while we're sitting here, any others that uh, maybe just barely missed the cut that you could think of? Because, I mean, I, I just had so, so yeah, many. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot. Um I mean, clearly, I am the Grim Reaper. So just about every lock I got wrong. So you could you could nail those down. But the ones that stick with me um, was the mayonnaise bath um, was was the beer one, you know, with Mizzou. I, I kind of did a little bit of a reverse on that one because I wanted to Mizzou to win, but. Um, you know, the fact that I couldn't finish those little tiny uh, Coronas, you know, that one that one stuck with me because not only was it a bad take, but I didn't get to finish the – I mean, I finished them, but not when I said I was going to finish them. Yeah, Jackson says you you, you're, you picked Tennessee to beat Mizzou. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Uh, I think we both picked Florida to, to beat Utah. That was that was awful. Hot, I mean, hot take, I had Bama winning a natty. I mean, that we did our hot take show – and uh, mm -hmm. I had them win in Natty, which was close, and Saban retiring. So, you know, I, I I did get a little close on that one. Where I messed <laughs> up, though, was thinking that Joe Joe Milton was going to potentially win a Heisman <laughs> and break the record for the most passing yards. Oh my God! Two weeks in, I knew I was. I hope I was trying to bury that that audio. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, our week in week out, every. Every pick show, we we had one or two awful takes. Yeah. So there, there's just so many. I mean, I picked Arkansas to beat A and M. Yeah. 
That was pretty awful. I actually, on our show, I picked Arkansas to beat Mizzou, but I, I flipped it before the game because I was like, even that's too damn crazy. So uh, there, there was weekend, week out ones that were just awful. Um, I, had A&M, I, I, I had A&M over Bama, um, you know. Mm-hmm, so I don't mm-hmm. know if that at the time didn't seem like a crazy take. Even after they lost, it was like people were more mad at A&M losing that game than, than Alabama winning it. So, um, right. yeah, there was, there was some terrible bets. But but all in all, and I thought we had some good ones too. You know, I mean, we, we weren't all bad. <laughs> It's a shorter we were show. Pretty if, close, though. It's a shorter show if we do all the good ones, you know. <laughs> uh, M-I-Z. <laughs> well, buddy, uh, that's all I got on this episode. Starting to slow down, but I got a number of guests lined up. Should be a busy week of shows. Uh, so, some really fun conversations. Getting back in the studio. Yeah. We got an in-studio guest coming up. That'll probably get posted Saturday night. So uh, a lot of great stuff. Looking forward. You got anything else before we hop off the line? Uh, no, man. I mean, we've we've got a we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned in. Like you said, uh, we're going to focus more on some teams individually. Like that Oklahoma interview was fantastic. Uh, you know, we're we're trying to do some a couple of collabs here. I, I think that's what the cool kids are calling it here in the <laughs> off season. So maybe there's a, a show or two you're like, hey man, you guys would be perfect on this one. You know, let us know. Uh, we're 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 always looking to grow and always get uh, you know get more of the fan base involved. So uh, yeah, you're you're just about, you're just you are the producers of this show. So uh, anything that you guys could throw out too, we're we're all for it. But be sure to tune in, uh, hit the like and subscribe button, especially on YouTube. Those notifications on. As soon as we go live, uh, we'll have some fun. So we're not going nowhere. Uh, be sure to hang out with us. Uh, I think we've got a couple more NFL games left, and then officially football's going away for a while. But spring right. is coming up, man. We'll have spring ball before you know it. Right. Caleb says, how do I get a koozie? Just like, subscribe, give us a five-star on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify whatever however you get your uh, podcast content then reach out to us at that sec podcast at gmail.com with uh, your mailing address that's the important part please 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 give me your mailing address otherwise i got no way to do it but we got all 16 now teams represented with that sec team based uh koozies there so we're happy to send each and every one of you that that uh, support the show a free koozie at no charge this is just this is Money out of our pockets, yeah. but just our way of saying thanks for supporting the show and spreading the word. It, without you guys, we, you know, we don't ha- we don't have a show. So, just our way of saying thanks. But uh, I, that's, that's all I got, buddy. Well, I, and, and reminder, I've got a two beer budget. A lot of people wonder why I didn't open the show with the cold beer. Well, I guess you didn't watch the Pittsburgh game. I went through those two beers pretty damn early there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next time I promise to to salvage one and uh, open it up for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, buddy, I appreciate you. I appreciate each and every one of you, especially those that showed up for the live show. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. 13 miles, Mike. That was a long damn walk, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.